0: And I'm like, I've already made her wait like 15 minutes. No, I was thinking just because of your mom life, I was like flexible schedule today. Anything could happen as I, I know.
1: I was getting ready to text you and be like, listen, I'm going to have to delay this. But already <laughs> one of my children are asleep right now. So luckily that kind of like worked out for me. And the other one's watching a movie. So, you know, that's just the way to have to do it. You set up a movie and you can just do whatever you want.
0: It's, did you? So I have some questions Um, just because I feel like so many girls are pregnant right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and you have uh as is your oldest under two no he's two and he's gonna be three
1: in april so he's two and a two over two and a half i guess and then my other son is now three months old so i have two under three it's not the two under two that would have been a fucking nightmare but it's really? two under three uh well i think this two no matter what is not a nightmare don't get me wrong like- <laughs> I love having my two children. It, I plan to have a second, so obviously I did it on purpose. But like, no matter what, as soon as you add a second one in there, like it's,
0: it's just it levels up the the, the struggles. So, what what is the the struggle of the two? Is it just balancing both of them? Is it the lack of yeah. sleep? Like what?
1: Uh, I guess everything. Like when you. When I had my first son, like, obviously you go from like zero children to one. So you're like, what is this? Like, it's a life that you just like can't even comprehend. Like waking up in the middle of the night or being up until like God knows what time. And it's not because you're drinking or like, it's not because you're out doing things. Like you're, you're awake at four in the morning because you're feeding a, a newborn. Like, it's just a life that you're just like trying to grasp around. And then when you have your second one, it's like, you understand that life already, but now it's like a level up because you have the newborn plus a toddler. Like it's just, it makes it a whole different level because you're trying to take care of the newborn all the while you have one child like screaming because he wants you to play with him and he wants you to stack his cars or like do God knows what at the same time is trying to juggle this newborn. So it's like, it makes me, sometimes it makes me miss the newborn life of only newborn life because I would I realized how easy I had it back then. Or like, I don't it's know. Too it's late. just, <laughs> it's too late. You can't do anything. And then the craziness is that you think about having another one after that. It's like, you just, I think it's like a sickness. Like
0: I've heard that you, and I asked, I, I even asked my own mom, these questions all the time. Like apparently you forget childbirth because it's so painful that you wouldn't even get near another penis again if you remembered how painful it was <laughs> and do do, yep. do can you remember childbirth like or do you think you forget parts of the pain and then you just get addicted to the baby and you want another baby
1: like how does it work yeah totally and it's funny because i just had this conversation with my husband like 2 days ago where we were because we always get the question like, oh, are you stopping here? Are you going for more after this? And like, it always yeah. comes up. And right now it's still too fresh in my mind. Like people that have babies, like really close together, like my sister would have her children and then go back to work after her mat leave pregnant. And like, that's how she planned it. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? But in, so in right now, some ways that's good. Cause you just grind it out. Like- yeah, I know. I guess so. You just get it, you get it done. And then afterwards you're like, Hey, good to go which is great for her I don't think I can do it but um I don't wait totally but right now I think I'm still too new in it because I still remember like the struggles of being pregnant and like the struggles of like the last like two months is just like I mean I'm sure some people enjoy it for me the last two months is such a nightmare because you're waddling around you're uncomfortable you can't sleep like so many bad things and then the birth like I had not to get too like crappy because I know you're not a parent
0: and like it's no I'm very too I know I'm like- very fascinated in this stuff. also <laughs> I think I have like I've I realized like I you know people are like when you jump off a bridge if everyone else was jumping off a bridge now everyone's having babies and I'm like maybe I need to have a baby <laughs> You're like maybe I should
1: have a baby this I gotta find cool a baby thing.
0: daddy I feel like this looks really <laughs> fun you guys look awesome pregnant like you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. a trend yeah but I guess that's how it happens oh all the women start having babies and you know you want to have oh, a baby like- but you had kids younger I did, yeah. My
1: first son I had a met, I guess I was 27, which like when I tell that to like my family and whatnot, they they think that it's not young at all. But like no. to, in I'm, Toronto,
0: only in Toronto is that young to have a baby. In Edmonton, that's on the older uh side of yeah. having a baby. Like that's like that's you're not a teen mom. In Toronto, you're a 27-year-old woman and you're seen as like a teen mom kind of. guy. <laughs> all
1: right. I'm having a little bit of a someone's crashing the party here, which oh is probably gosh. gonna happen.
0: I love this. <laughs> Hi. You're supposed to be watching Finding Nemo. Uh, why do you think women are waiting hey. to have kids?
1: Um, I don't even honestly, like when I think about it, cause when I was younger, I always thought I wanted to have kids earlier. And then when I got older, I was like, okay, no, no way. Like I had, you know, you have so much fun in like the days where you can like go out partying and like, like you said, a city like Toronto, where there's so much to do all the time. Like I was in the 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 deep of it you know living downtown Toronto like going out almost every other night I think that it's such a different mindset when you're living in that in this city that you don't even you don't want to slow down you don't want to stop you just want to have you just want to keep working and want to keep having fun and it's even hard for me now because when I go back to work and I see people that are that haven't had kids and that are like so focused on their career it's so hard for me to see that because I can't prioritize my career as much anymore like I need to think about my children needing to think about being home for them and like things that I have to do differently, and seeing people that don't have that um, part of their life and they're able to just move up so much quicker than I can, it's definitely really a hard struggle. And I mean, it's I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't obviously change that, but I can see the I can see the reason why people don't start having kids yet because they're so driven to move up in their career and like, try to get as far as they can before they start that aspect of their life and his car is on my (laughs) computers, and I'm
0: trying to make sure that he's not gonna break anything um so impressive to me that you are fully holding this conversation and just it
1: was kind of hard for a second there like that's basically like motherhood in a nutshell
0: like like do you think like you get a new part of your brain when you become a mom I think that other parts of your brain just
1: start to fail is the problem because (laughs) there's so many times that like I'd be at work before even like I'd just be at work not even with my child and like my brain like certain aspects of my brain works really well like I feel like I can multitask like crazy but then other aspects I'm like I will have like the biggest brain fart and I'm like what was I just doing and like so many people at work would be like That's called mom brain, or like that's called like pregnancy brain.
0: brain Baby brain. Can you always feel where Emerson is? Like, do you have a connection to him where you just like kind of like know where he is at all times? And you can like you like have Bluetooth on him. Like you can (laughs) you can sense (laughs) him. Kind of, yeah. Like I have a like
1: it's funny where if I ever leave the house, not that it's happened anytime recently, but like before I had Lennox. If I would ever leave the house without Emerson or like without my kids, I literally feel like you know, when you're like leaving somewhere and you feel like you forgot something yeah, and like you forget your so phone somewhere. Yeah. Like to your core, you're like, I forgot something. And it's driving <laughs> you crazy that you can't figure out what you forgot. But that's what it's like leaving the house without your kids. Like you will constantly feel like you you have a piece of a limb missing really? because you're not even right now, like I've because I'm on mat leave and because I'm at home with the two kids all the time, like the fact that I'm in a room yeah. without the two of them right now, I'm like, I feel naked. I feel like I have something missing. Like I don't have something on me and it feels weird.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. You must get just so used to being physically touched all yeah. the time. Like yeah, you, your your body is constantly being touched.
1: It's not mine anymore. For no, sure.
0: What were the biggest challenges with COVID with a newborn? um obviously there's so many
1: like number like so when I got pregnant with Lennox it was right before COVID happened Mm -hmm. um we we got pregnant in February and then obviously in March is when everything happened so like it wasn't like a plan like we didn't think like knowingly going into it like okay we're gonna have this happening during a pandemic it just kind of happened that way luckily like everything went really smoothly from my pregnancy like I didn't have any issues and God forbid like we didn't have any trouble like during ultrasounds and whatnot but usually you'll have like your husband come with you for your ultrasound like your first ultrasound or your doctor's appointments and all that kind of stuff and um that couldn't happen so you Know God forbid you lose your child or something like that. Like if you find out in a room by yourself without your husband or anybody else, like that's how it would happen, right? Like you can't have anybody join you. So if they had any bad news for you, you're there by yourself. Like I'm literally getting goosebumps about it thinking about it. Like no, that I didn't am- happen to right. I'm like like oh. <laughs> And I've seen like I saw like people that I know of that did get that bad news when they're in an ultrasound by themselves. And like I can't even imagine I like can't finding even that imagine. out. So that's like, number one, like, you know, when we had Lennox, I was lucky that, um, so like I said, I, I don't know if I said this, but I had a C-section for both my kids. Yeah, I um, yeah. So it was a C-section. Was so- it
0: scary? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm so scared. of section. <laughs> I think that you can't win though. There's no winning when it comes to getting the baby out of you. Like if it's through the hole or if it's cutting a hole like well, I've had can't. I've had
0: pregnancy dreams before and it's all oh, cuz obviously I've like you know I've never wanted to have a baby yet you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. they're never like welcome pregnancy dreams but i've had a pregnancy <laughs> dream where like i feel like i swallowed a puppy and i can't get it out like and the only way to get it out is fucking scary And I don't think anyone talks about this. Like you're expected when you're pregnant to be just happy and to not be like, do you realize like how I have to get this fucking thing out? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if we talk about that enough. No. And I think that, I mean, for me, like it's something
1: that you almost don't even want to think about. Like you don't even think about it until it comes to the end. And you're like, fuck, like this thing's coming out soon. Like it's happening soon. You got to start thinking about it. And then at that point, like, what are you going to do? I don't think you can win. Like whether you have it like a C-section or whether you have it like um, vaginally, it's not going to feel great. It's not going to be enjoyable process. It's not going to be easy to heal. There's no good way about it, but, um, uh oh my God! See, this is what I'm talking about. I don't even remember what I was <laughs> where I was going with this. Like C-section, yes, it was a struggle. Oh, okay, so, so Greg, my husband, is like super squeamish. Like he's not good with like blood. He's not good with like anything like that. And I remember before we had our baby, he's like, "Well, I'm not going in the room if you have a C-section. There's no way I'm gonna pass out." And I was like, "Ha ha ha!" Like didn't think it was gonna happen. And then they told me, "Okay, you're gonna have to have a C-section," and I burst into tears because. I thought that he wouldn't be able to come in the room with me. And I was so upset and I was so scared. I go in And they just like, like they said it. And then two seconds later, there were people like in the room taking me into the operating room. And they're like, okay, like, let's go. This is what's going to happen. And I was there like sobbing my eyes out, walk, like going through the hallways. So they bring me into the operating, operating room and they're like, okay, hey, what kind of music do you want to listen to? And I
0: was like, I don't.
1: And I just like, what are you going to do? So
0: you can decide what music you want to listen to while they give you a C-section? I guess so. I'd be like, nickel back.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, but like you think that, but then when it happens, like they actually didn't ask me the second time around. I think it depends on the hospital, but the first time they asked me that and I was like, I don't care. Like it's just what my husband here. And then he ended up walking in the room. So it was fine. But I remember being so upset that he wasn't going to be there. And he ended up coming in and my mom also ended up coming in. So it was great, but no, I can't even imagine doing that by yourself. Like it's so like, it'd be traumatizing. I feel.
0: I say this all the time. It's not really fair that men just get to have a, you know, feel good time. And that's how they create a baby and they're done. And and then it's like, okay, now, now women, it's like, it's not it's not a vibe yeah. and it's like not the like, least they could sense. do is be there for you when you give birth in my opinion. yes that's the least
1: like <laughs> yes. the absolute least because that's the most they can do like yes it actually boggles your mind when you think about the like the life process of how you bring a child into the world like how the hell is it that a man literally just has to like have sex with you and yes. they're done that's all that they have to do and then the woman goes through pregnancy like the nausea and the like tire exhaustion like emotion everything childbirth and then they have to be the one to feed the baby if you're doing the breastfeeding and they're the one that stays obviously they're the one that stays at home with the baby but like how does that make sense like it's and there's nothing you can do. Like that's just the way that life goes. Like the way you can goes. try to be like a feminist, you can try to be like I'm a working woman and then when it comes down to it, it is all you when it comes to mm-hmm. babies and children. It just doesn't make any sense. It's
0: No, I know and I think that I don't know what the answer to this is, but I think the old the old school feminism that our kind of our our mothers gave to us, our mothers generation gave to us Um, is like okay have a full-time job and be the primary caregiver of children and now in Canada you really can't afford to get by with one income so you need to have two working parents and women economically are expected to go to work and provide pretty much half the income or at least like 30 to 40 percent of Mm -hmm. the total household income while being the primary caregivers And that doesn't make any sense. And then I was even reading like the 40 hour work week that was designed by Ford was made for men to go to work and then for someone at home to be doing all the home economic stuff. And now we have two, two parents going 40 hour work weeks with children at home Minimum. minimum. And I, I'm the, like, then I hear the Canadian government and um, like Christian Freeland and 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 you know women in government talk about well we need an, uh, an internet or we need a national childcare plan for uh, kids and so we'll have kind of like I don't know what they mean by that like maybe like state run daycares but we know hey. that that I I don't know what the answer is I just don't know if we're going in the right direction but to get equality we need to have women working. But I don't know, like, for families, which is really important for society, it's very confusing. I feel like we're at a crossroads right now as women, Mm -hmm. you know? I couldn't
1: agree more. Because I think, I read that, too, where it was, like, a 40-hour work week was designed when you have somebody at home. And, like, Mm -hmm. how the amount of things that have to happen, like, while you have children and, like, just even to run a household, like, all the, there's, like, groceries, like, taking care of your children, like, making dinners, cleaning, like doing your laundry, all that kind of stuff. Emotionally back in the day, that being was, there
0: for your children.
1: Yeah. And Getting all that
0: was expected of the woman.
1: And now like, it's great that like you can have a full-time job and all that kind of stuff. But then what happens to all of that stuff? Then you, you come home after, you know, your eight, nine hour workday, your commute. Like I live, you know, in the suburbs and I work downtown. So like before, pre pandemic, like it would take me almost two hours sometimes to get home from work. So you like, that's like a 10 hour, 11 hours of your day gone. And then you have to go home, take care of your children, put them down to sleep, cook your own dinner, make sure that your house isn't a damn disaster, like make sure that you are doing your laundry and like making sure that you're still like having a great relationship with your your spouse like Which there's so must many be things so that so
0: hard because like not just specifically for you but just in general that's got to be so so hard to- um well, what we're I see now I don't I don't have any excuse I'm just <laughs> I'm like oh, uh. no excuse just like like um, just obviously there's no handbook for being a mom what do you think was hmm. the most surprising thing like you learned about yourself in motherhood about myself yeah um
1: I mean I think that I became like I didn't learn it about myself but I think I became someone that had like an endless amount of patience and I think that that's like you don't have any choice like you just have to have patience like you are caring for a human being that literally can't do a thing like they cannot do a single thing the only thing that they know how to do when they come out is like to suck basically <laughs> and so you like you have to have an abundance of meditations and like it doesn't get better like my son who's two and a half like the level of patience that's needed to deal with the two and a half year old is like a whole other level <laughs> yeah
0: what was the thing that surprised you the most about having kids um not about yourself but just about the experience of having kids like something that you didn't expect that like goes down as a mom that like women don't know about until they have kids?
1: <laughs> um, I think like bodily fluids that you're just like, you become accustomed to. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> no, that makes sense. Like there's no, but like, it's not, I don't want to generalize with like, like there's so much poop. There's so much shit. There's so much. Like, I don't even know how like especially in the beginning was it born so like,
0: much shit
1: there's so much shit um no i actually wanted to ask you like um why did you go back to edmonton like what happened Uh, Like I, mainly because I remember like when we were working together, like I obviously know Edmonton, like I knew that you were from Edmonton and like, we would talk about how like it was so different from Toronto and how we're like, I, I, I remember I was saying that I don't think I could ever live there. And you're like, Oh, I'm so happy being in Toronto. But now that you're back in Edmonton, I'm like, what
0: pretty much I, uh, was living by myself in the beginning of the pandemic.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: everything kind of took us, I love Toronto. I might come back to Toronto, but I knew that there would be a bad winter with COVID just from like history of any other pandemic. And mm-hmm. um, and I just knew that financially it just didn't make sense for me to stay in Toronto because I knew the restaurant industry was gonna take a long time to come back. And yeah. I, I like I was watching my friends work in the summer, And I like, they weren't, they were making good money, but not really like not downtown Toronto money, like the old days, which you have to make to be able to survive downtown. So Mm -hmm. I just knew it wouldn't be, I knew it was going to be a really bad winter for COVID. And I wanted a yard and I wanted to be able to walk around. And I kind of like, was like, okay, well I've lived on my own since I, I was 18. but I just felt like I really needed to like be with my family and like, be able to go for walks. Alberta's a little more open too. And in an apartment, COVID's really, really hard. Like when you're trapped in your, even like I had like not a tiny, tiny apartment. I had like a decent size apartment. It was like 600 square feet but it was pretty much like a nice solitary confinement jail cell. It was really, really hard. And like, I was always in the elevator downtown Toronto is like a mess. Like so many businesses have closed. It's horrible. It's so sad that like walking down the street, I was constantly getting harassed. I did not feel safe in downtown Toronto. Like I've lived there since I was 18 and I just didn't feel safe anymore. Like getting groceries was a huge, like outing that was like, you know, it's just like, it, I, I, I didn't see the point in spending the money to live in downtown Toronto when it was that horrible, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to live in Edmonton and Edmonton is hard. Like, um, I, I love Toronto. I'm a city person, but also man here, like, it's like minus 39 right now with fucking (laughs) it's horrible in some ways, but you don't have to be a millionaire to buy a house here. So it's like, like you can buy a nice house. here, like, um, and I like the pace of Edmonton. I love the mountains. I love being outside. I don't think I'm going to meet a man here. Like, I think I have to go back to Toronto for that. So uh, my plan is I'm going to go back to Toronto for like a year, find a man, kidnap him, then move to, probably to Calgary. That's my plan. I just got to find okay. a man. I got to convince him to move to Calgary. There's a couple, you know, to do's, but. <laughs> a few things to check off the list.
1: I mean, I met my husband in Edmonton, so like, you never know, but like he was younger. There are, so... good,
0: there are good boys in Edmonton there are good boys in Edmonton
1: yeah there is I I met my husband there and I kind of did the opposite of what you did I took him here but we like it's something that like I think about sometimes of like if we ever not had to but like if we ever decided to go back to Edmonton it would just be like so much more affordable and like so much easier to do so many things like here we live far from the city like we are I don't know if you like know Toronto but we live in Richmond well, I know you know Toronto but like yeah. I live in Richmond Hills so like yeah. it's it's like Markham and whatnot yeah um and still like houses here it's like a, over a million dollars to get a townhouse and that's like if the size of house compared to in Edmonton I'm sure would be like 300,000 yeah. dollars which
0: In in Toronto, I just feel horrible for Toronto. I feel like with COVID and the restaurant industry, I mean, you must feel the same way working in hospitality for so long. Yeah. Like they've really, they really set up the restaurant industry for failure, no matter what. And they, they really targeted the restaurant industry in Toronto. And I just don't think it's fair at all. Like they, they, and they have no they don't care at all. They don't care. They don't. No, like, there's zero fucks. Like, no, they don't care whatsoever. Fucks.
1: They're like, wait, so thousands of people have lost their jobs entirely? Oh, well, like, it's just like, it doesn't. And they're small and businesses. There's, like,
0: and, and kind business. of ruined the downtown core. Like, if you walk down Queen Street, everything's closed. It's horrible. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, that's what downtown core was, was like the small businesses and like the cool restaurants. Like, there's basically nothing else down there that made it so great and like it's just all gone and I remember when we were when I was still working and we'd watch like the news from Doug Ford or, yeah oh my god I thought I said Rob Ford for a minute I um, when all they, the time I'm like Rob Ford people are like Doug Ford I'm like oh <laughs> Right. I'm like, Who, wait, which one? Um, no, when they'd have his press conferences, when they were like announcing new things, like there's some of the doctors that you can just tell, like they just don't care no. about the restaurant industry and they yeah. don't realize how well, they've never had exactly a real affecting.
0: job. Some of them, I just don't think of ever. I, I look at them and I'm like, you have never had to pay your rent working in your life, in your yeah. life. Like absolutely, I can just tell. And there's, there's a kind of like anger around that, that I think is developing among a lot of, uh, like people I know who aren't naturally angry people or very even political. And they're just like, oh, they, you, it, you really realize like politicians don't really care about working people, a
1: lot of them. No, absolutely not. Especially people like the working people that are just like, they don't have salary jobs. Like they're just working hourly and like they're trying to make a living. Like they're still younger. So they haven't gotten to that point in their life yet. Like all these people, we were already set up for failure with like the housing market. And now, like I remember before pandemic, it was like, oh, I don't know if I'll ever be able to afford to living in a house in Toronto. And now it's like, well, fuck, definitely not. I don't know. Like a city like Toronto, it's just.
0: Yeah, I see a mass exodus from Toronto, honestly, because they've killed the restaurant industry. They've killed the hospitality. They've killed the entertainment industry there, like in so many ways. Like the reason that you pay $2,000 a month to live in a tiny shoebox condo is because you can go to shows and you can eat and you can be in this like vibe that's so amazing and if the vibe's gone no one can justify to themselves why they pay that they just can't yeah absolutely you know? so I was like see, i see calgary becoming the vibe I really <laughs> that's where do. you're going that's where I, you're going i know i actually do i think that uh if if Alberta can like get more of a liberal, even a conservative government that's liberal because everyone votes conservative here, but if they could get a more like <laughs> lively government that diversifies the economy and introduces like a software industry to Calgary or like just like diversifies it out of oil, then mm-hmm. it could be popping and like young families have nowhere to go. A lot of people are moving to like Okanagan yeah. and stuff. That's a trend I noticed in Toronto.
1: Yeah, that's where my husband always says if he could live somewhere that we would go to Kelowna. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's not bad. Like it's, it's nice it's not there. bad. <laughs> it wouldn't it's be fine. a bad life, right? <laughs> but I don't think it could do. I I went to Calgary once and I mean, it's not bad. It's like, it's, it's basically like Toronto, but like a much smaller scale. Calgary whereas, is like, like,
0: yeah, it's like cowboy yeah. Toronto.
1: Yes, exactly. And like, I mean, Edmonton like, not at all. Like it's like very like, not country. Like there is a, there's a downtown to it, but like, it's like, three buildings and like they're not high rise. Or actually I guess now. Yeah, they're no, more but high-rise. they're
0: weird. Like they like I don't really like those high rises. They put in those high rises no. and I'm like, what are you guys trying to prove? <laughs> like I want everything who are you trying to be? Edmonton like some of my friends even here have been like well it's a cosmopolitan city now and like I'm gonna be a carless parent and have kids here and stuff I'm like (laughs) that's not what Edmonton's for if I'm staying in Edmonton and having kids I'm fucking getting an escalator a pickup truck I'm gonna have hockey kids like I'm gonna yell at them tell them to be better at hockey or whatever like that's going to be the path that I take. <laughs> I'm going to embrace Edmonton. We're going to do winter sports. It's like, hey, okay, I'm going to let you go because I know yes. you're a very, very busy mom. Um, the last question I have for you is if you had to give any uh, pregnant lady, pregnant girl advice right now, what do you think the most valuable advice that you could give her is?
1: About pregnancy or about having kids? Or about, about About both. Um... I, okay. I'm going to get real because I was going to say something funny, but then like, I think that it's actually like worth it to say something that like, it's actually going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest thing is to just like, accept, like, accept that you can't do everything yourself anymore. I think that women are so designed to like realistic thing realistic mindset to go into when you are pregnant and having kids because you cannot do it by yourself like there's a reason why they say like it takes a village because it really like you can't you need the support you need people to be there with you you need to ask for help because I think that like in the beginning with both kids I still sometimes think that I can do it all myself and then like I go crazy and like you go through like all the like postpartum like symptoms that you like the depression, the anxiety, like the obsession, the loneliness
0: right now. It must be yeah.
1: It's for sure, and like all of that is like it sets in, and like you can. It's much more common than you think that it is. Um, so just knowing that like you can't do it on your own and you need the support. Um, don't try to do it by yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably like the biggest thing. And second thing is the shit. <laughs> just remember the shit (laughs) because it's everywhere and it's all the time and there's going to be (laughs) ask
0: for help and be prepared for (laughs) prepare for the shit
1: (laughs) and ask for help that's all I can say (laughs) Uh,
0: oh that's so good because all the bloggers are like not not willing to say that that's the best
1: well that's the thing there's so many things that like people
0: don't talk about (laughs)
1: they don't talk about the shit And I just, I got to talk about it and that's it. And now
0: my baby's crying. So now I actually have to go. Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah. I think people are really going to like this one. This is like (laughs) useful mom, useful mom stuff and interesting conversation for sure.
1: I hope so. I was nervous that I wouldn't have anything interesting to talk about.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to know. I knew you'd be interesting because I'm like so many chicks are pregnant right now. And also, like even me, like I'm like I gotta start learning to count things in weeks if everyone's gonna be pregnant all the time. Now I don't know. What saying. You don't think you? That's the thing too. Anyways, I can't. I yeah. gotta go. Okay. <laughs> thank you for. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Bye. Bye.